This Marketplace podcast is supported by Arkansas, the natural state. Surprise yourself with a getaway exploring scenic mountain villages, lakeside resorts, and an internationally recognized art museum that combines the power of art with the beauty of landscape. Plan your getaway at Arkansas.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. Or is it a reality check on those automatic federal budget cuts? The latest healthcare company, it's called Weight Watchers, and giving up religion for the sake of a tax cut. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Make it a working lunch. Listen to the Marketplace Midday Update podcast for the day's top business headlines. Subscribe on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcast. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Marketplace Podcast for Monday, April 1st. I'm Sarah Gardner in for Kai Rizdahl. Thanks for joining us. We've got ourselves an anniversary today, the one-month anniversary of the sequel. Oops, Kai would not want me to use that word. The one-month anniversary of those automatic, across-the-board federal budget cuts that Congress and the president let kick in. There had been dire warnings of uninspected meat, unsafe airline flights, and worker furloughs. But here's the thing. It hasn't happened. Okay, Washington, what's going on? Marketplace's Scott Tong checks it out for us. On the eve of sequestration, Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood warned of air travel calamity, that we would have fewer air traffic controllers watching the skies. We have a 30-day window, he said. That window closes today. Reality? I think the control tower at JFK in New York is quite safe. Aviation analyst Richard Abulafia says the sequester has sliced just a few regional air markets. I don't think you're going to see any kind of meaningful cutback that really affects the entire system. What you will see is a bit of pain here and there. The Agriculture Secretary, Tom Vilsack, warned pre-sequestration there will be disruption in food inspection due to furloughed inspectors. Then Congress came up with the cash to undisrupt things. Jack Pitney is a political scientist at Claremont McKenna College. It's about as surprising as the fact that Monday follows Sunday. Whenever there are cuts looming, the bureaucracy will trot out a parade of horribles. Now, he says, the Obama administration has lost budget credibility. There's now a crying wolf perception. The thing is, defense analyst Byron Callen at Capital Alpha Partners says many cuts do hurt. They just take time to bite. Already, two defense contractors have downgraded their sales projections due to Pentagon cuts. And we continue to see these consolidation efforts, layoff announcements come out of defense contractors as they kind of reposition and resize as well. The point is not that the sky didn't fall. It's that the clouds arrived and the rain comes later. In Washington, I'm Scott Tong for Marketplace. Congress may be stalled on a budget compromise, but immigration reform may be a different story. There's a pending deal now between labor and business, and Congress may start debating this as early as next week. Under the deal between the AFL-CIO and business leaders, there'd be a new guest worker program, and employers would have to pay those workers prevailing wages. So what exactly is a prevailing wage? Marketplace's David Weinberg sorts it out. In 1927, a contractor from Alabama was hired by the federal government to build a veterans hospital in New York. So the contractor hired a crew of black construction workers from the South. And those workers were paid substantially less than the local workers in the area. 
Peter Phillips is a labor economist at the University of Utah. He says Long Island representative at that time, Robert Bacon, objected to the presence of black workers in his district. So he and Senator James Davis wrote the Davis-Bacon Act, which was signed into law in 1931. It states that contractors must pay local wages, also known as prevailing wages. And so prevailing wages are an effort to create a compromise where outside workers can come in, but when they come in, they have to be paid based on local labor standards. But Davis-Bacon applies only to federal public works contracts. Under the proposed guest worker program, all workers who come to America under guest visas will have to be paid the prevailing wage or the employer wage, whichever is higher. So how does that prevailing wage get set? James Parrott at the Fiscal Policy Institute says it's done at the local level. So state governments have developed uh, extensive wage payment data, so they use those surveys to determine what the prevailing wages should be.